Welcome to To The Point Cybersecurity Podcast. Each week, join Eric Trexler and Rachel Lyon to explore the latest in global cybersecurity news, trending topics, and industry transformation initiatives impacting governments, enterprises, and our way of life. Now, let's get to the point. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of To The Point Podcast. I'm Rachel Lyon, here yet again with my co-host, Eric Trexler. Rachel, you say that like it's a chore. I don't know. After the Petco thing, I don't know. I just uh, <laughs> I just like to reassert. <laughs> <laughs> when I went on the podcast and recorded without you, I will never let that down. That's good. Anyway, we should get back to business because this is our favorite time of the week for both of us. Yes, it sure is. And I'm, can I tell you, I'm so excited for today's discussion. Why is that? I... Because I think we're, are, at least for me, my mind's going to be blown. Okay, okay. <laughs> Mine's been blown gonna, already a couple weeks ago. Get into it. Okay, so we have, uh, we have uh, Dr. Herb Lin. He's a senior research scholar for cyber policy and security at the Center for International Security and Cooperation and Hank J. Holland Fellow in cyber policy and security at the Hoover Institution, both are at Stanford University. I also want to mention, for those out there, uh, go to Amazon uh, and look up his book, Cyber Threats and Nuclear Weapons, Get which breaks book. down the cyber risk to the U.S. nuclear enterprise. I mean, it's it guides readers through kind of the little understood element of the risk profile that government decision makers should be anticipating. Uh, for example, what might have happened if the Cuban Missile Crisis took place in the age of Twitter? Yikes. So with that, welcome to the podcast, Herb. Glad to be here. Kick us Fantastic. off, Rachel. Kick us off. Well, we were talking a little bit before we got on, and I'm just going to open with it, Eric. I, I, I'm just going to open with it. And as, okay. as a lot of listeners the plan to podcasts always know, never survives first contact. Let's do it. It's, it's all about improvisation here. So, but you know, <laughs> you know, I always like to ask our guests. You know, do you have um, you know positivity or you know for the cyber path ahead, and will we get ahead of this threat? And you know, I have to ask you, Herb. You know. Why are we always behind in cybersecurity? We're always chasing. Well, it's, it's an interesting story, uh, so bear with me. Um, one of the things that we know about computers, uh, which have been around for a long time, is that we always want them to do more. We're really greedy. We want our computers to be faster. We want them to be easier to use. We want them to give, have more functions. We want them to do more, more, more. It's always doing more. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's entirely understandable. And if you look at the computers that you're using now versus the computers that you were using 10 years ago, um, it, it's, that's true, right? It does a lot more for you. Uh, right. And, right. And, and so on. And, and, and those things are, are absolutely useful. Imagine what would have happened to our economy and, and, and so on if uh, we didn't have video conferencing during COVID. Right. I mean, right. If COVID had struck 10 years earlier, which could have, um, our technology would really have not been in very good shape to, we would have adapted, but it would have been a lot worse. I mean, everybody would well acknowledge it. So the point is, we do a lot of stuff better now with computers. There's no question about that. But here's the, here, here's, here's the rub. When you, program a a right. when you program a computer to do something more, you have to add more programming. Right. So exactly. the systems that you're building become bigger. They become more complicated. They're more complex. Right. 
there's more in it, ins and outs of them. The, the number of lines of code grows, you know, gets larger and, and so on. And there is a saying among computer security people that no one really disputes, which is the more complex, com, com, complexity is the enemy of security. Yeah. That mm-hmm. there are more things to go wrong. There are more things that you can forget about. There are, you know, you can configure a system in different ways and there are more ways to do it. And you can, one of those ways is going to be wrong. And so given that there are more things that can go wrong, the adversary, the bad guy has more ways to get in and more things to take advantage of. And so this quest that we're always on for more functionality inevitably leads to systems that are more complex and hence less secure. And so we're right. pretty good against the security threats of five years ago, but it's not five mm-hmm. years ago now. The security threat has evolved too. Right. Uh, and so what has happened is that, and this is true at any given time, is that we're always playing catch up here because we're always wanting mm-hmm. more. We're, yes. Our investment in security is always insufficient. Because why, why is it insufficient? Because nobody buys security. They buy functionality. They want, they right. want their systems to do more. I mean, I know how to make a system perfectly secure. I'll turn it off. Right? Exactly. If I don't do it, if it doesn't <laughs> do right. anything. Unplug it from the internet. Yeah. I, you know, that's yeah. perfectly secure, but it's useless. So, so that's not the hard part. The hard part is getting, is getting to the point where you can use the system and still be secure. But nobody cares about right. security because it's, you can't tell the difference between this thing is working perfectly well despite the fact that there are attacks on it by the bad guys. Right. That's good cybersecurity. And there's no attacks on it at all, which is no cybersecurity. You can't tell right. the difference. And so people, but people can tell that, you know, you can format this document better. You can now do a web conference or something. They, they know they can do that. So that's where all the incentives are. People buy right. functionality. And so security, the problem fundamentally with security is that it's a tax. It only costs. It's never a profit center in this. You know, it's interesting, Herb. I was talking to a, a, um, someone new in the industry or think about it, joining the industry last week. And they were asking me the differences between information technology and cybersecurity. Uh-huh. And I started my career in IT, and I said, in information technology, I said, you know, the exciting part of information technology was I was always building something. I was solving problems. Mm-hmm. I was making things better, mm-hmm. faster, more in- right. interconnected, right. more seamless. I was reducing costs. I was enabling capabilities. In cybersecurity, you have none of that. At best, you can say you're defending to allow those activities to happen securely or safely, mm-hmm. but everything you're doing is on the defense, really. I mean, we're right. not in the commercial world. We're not hacking back. We're not attacking the adversary. And it, it, it was interesting to them, that perspective. They never thought about it, but you're absolutely right. It's a tax. It's a supporting function of a supporting function. IT supports the business you know, right. whatever business you're in, cybersecurity supports IT to allow it to support the business. No, I mean, that, and that, I think by definition, you can't get ahead. I, there, there's a sense of, there, there's a sense in which that, that's, that I, I, I agree with that in, in, entirely. I mean, you're, tr- it's not that you're trying to do good things. You're trying to prevent bad things from happening. Bad things from happening. Exactly. Right. So you're always a defender though, 
Herb? I mean, and, and Eric knows I love this question, but, you know, what about kind of more on the offensive? Well, and- I mean, so some people think that going on the offensive is the right thing to do. And I would be all in favor of it if I can figure out how it would help. Um, and sometimes it does yeah. help. So, for example, uh, it may be that it may be, and I, this is speculation because I don't know what's right. really happening here. It may be that some of the lack of cyber of cyber attacks on Ukraine that that everybody, including me, expected at the beginning right. of this war, right. I mean, that hasn't happened very much. Okay, this happened right. some, but not 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 in the way in which we had expected. It. Not to the scale we thought, That's especially right. getting right. outside of Ukrainian territory. That's right. And so maybe somebody unknown um, who has, has been uh, attacking the uh, Russian attack, uh, cyber attack infrastructure uh, to suppress it. I mean, and maybe that's working. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I don't. There's right. at least one documented one documented uh, instance of this uh, in, in the 2018 election where U.S. Cyber Command was said to have taken down the, the Internet Research Agency, the Russian troll farm, uh, and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and certainly things, things, certain things didn't happen then. Um, it's always hard to make the inference that, you know, did, did they make those things not happen? Who knows, right? Right. Um, and that's part of the problem. That's right. Um, but, you know, that, it's, it's certainly possible. Uh, and so sometimes using your using an attack to suppress to, as a defense to suppress an incoming attack uh, is the right thing to do. But often that's not the right thing to do. And, and you know, that, that's a that's a case by case basis. Uh, but by the way, the, the, the psychology of offense is different than the psychology of defense. Right? The psychology of defense is, is what Eric said earlier. You're not uh, you're, you're you're not. Putting up, um, you know, you're, you're preventing bad things from happening. Okay, but if you're successful on the attack, on the offense, you can make something happen. You can actually see something happen. At least somebody will say, "Hey, you did a great thing." Right. 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 It's like car insurance you never use. That's right. You have no idea exactly. if your insurance company is going to be there when you need them, That's how right. good they are, how quickly they react, yeah. or anything else. That's correct. But you keep paying them. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm reminded of a conver- of, of a meeting we had from this conversation. I was with Dmitry Alperovich of uh, the Silverado Policy Accelerator uh-huh. and CrowdStrike fame. Uh, he's been a frequent guest on the show. And he had a slide. It was probably 2010 or so. We were at NSA in the Friedman Auditorium. Uh-huh. 400 people sold out crowd. Uh-huh. And he puts this slide up that basically shows a wall and, a def- and an attacker with a ladder going over the wall. Uh-huh. And he said, mm. the bigger the wall... The taller the ladder. The adversary right. will always have a taller ladder. Uh-huh. And I, I, I think that's it. I mean, it's, it's a different perspective. But the adversary can always bring in a new tool or technique or you name it. And, and over time, we'll get in. Right now. They, they have to. Yeah. Well, yeah. Now, you, you could if say. Persistent. You could You could say that. Let, let, I mean, let's say they have to do it. In a, they have a limited amount of time to do it. They, right. you know, they, then, that, then that's that, then that's a problem. Then they may not be able to do to to, to do that. And you can certainly see, imagine some uh, situations in which the timing matters. So, for example, uh, right. let's say I'm trying to use a, a, a cyber attack to turn off some air defenses, um, and, and so that my bombers can get in. Okay, if I turn off the 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 defenses um, after the bombers get there, uh, that's not very helpful, right? The bomber pilots will get really mad at me. 
I have to do it before the bombers get there. And, you know, that, that's a different question. Uh, but, you know, you, you still have these issues that, that eventually they will get in if that's, if that's the goal. That's frightening. And it's, you can't outspend the problem either, right? I mean, it's, I think I was reading one of the articles you were quoted in, Herb, the, on the financial sector. I think it was one of the large banks was saying that they spend a billion dollars a year on security, up, up from like $400 million just just a few years ago. And obviously, you know, they're doing financial services operations are doing better because they are putting uh-huh. in these investments, but it's not, it's not fail-safe. No, that's right. And, you know, the financial services institutions actually have are better off than the rest of us in, in doing this because they actually have a metric for understanding right. what what they're Risk what they're is. buying right so yeah. you know right. they lose money and they can make a trade off yeah. once it, you know they they will say uh, is it worth a million dollars to save ten million dollars the answer is yes is it worth a million dollars to save a hundred thousand dollars the answer is no uh, and they right. and and they can measure that. Because the, their bottom line is measured in dollars, but we don't have that. Right. How can you measure that for um, electric power or water or treatment water, 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 water or anything? Exactly. That's right. How do you measure that? Right. Yeah. Well, so. and the reality is, it really doesn't get measured as a result, and, that's, and they don't have even don't. if. Sure. I, I would say even if they were able to measure, they don't have the budgets directly tied to revenue that a bank would have, a financial That's institution right. would exactly. have to do something about it. Exactly. exactly. So even if you did measure it, which they don't, you've got that problem. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. Yeah, it's a great world we live in. So, so Herb, I want to transla- tra- transition over to your book, which I, I honestly, full disclosure, I have not read yet. It's in my queue. Okay. Um, I, I've got a huge queue to get through. Um, you, you're right at the top, though. Cyber threats and nuclear weapons. Like, how do you compare them to one another? Uh, you know, and I've always thought about it. Nuclear weapons, at least up until recently, we had the concept of mutually assured destruction. We still kind of have it, I think, although you never know how far people are willing to take things. Um, where with cyber, you don't you don't really have that same level of deterrence. Additionally. Nuclear weapons are hard to come by. They're very expensive. Um, they're far and few between when compared to cybersecurity, or, or not cybersecurity, but cyber, uh, you know, attacks. You, you go out and buy malware mm-hmm. on the market and you can choose your targeting and your timing and everything else. And if you really do want to do catastrophic damage to a nation's, a nation's economy or businesses or something else, you probably can. How do you think about them, you know, in similar and different ways? How should we think about them? Well, okay. Um, so you're, you're asking about a comparison essentially between cyber war and nuclear war. And, and let, me, let, let, let me comment on that um, because I do have some background in, in, in both domains. Um, that's not the subject of my book. My book, my book has to do with the cyber threats to the U.S. nuclear enterprise. To, to so the that's exactly right. that's right. But, right. but 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 it's, you know what you're asking is a fair question, and so let me comment on it. As you correctly point out, uh, avoidance of nuclear war up to this point has been based on the idea of deterrence. That is, uh, and and what deterrence is, is fundamentally a concept that says. It's a psychological concept, right? It tries to influence the other guy to not do something, 
Right. So you're right. what you're saying because is, it would be in their in, best, in their, it would be in their in, best in, interest in, to bad, not do not it against their exactly. Yeah. That's right. Against so the, the idea is if, the, if if you attack me, I'm going to uh, attack you, and the fear of being attacked in return keeps you from attacking me. Okay, that's that's fundamentally the idea, right. and, and the. They're the idea. We don't have that in cybersecurity. That well, you certainly don't have that at at every level. So, for example, right now, we, you and I are talking on on a computer link. Okay, my laptop is open. You probably have desktops or something like that open in there. And what's happening is is that we're we're talking. We are right now being subjected to cyber attacks all the time. There are people or machines actually. Mm-hmm. Attacking our machines right now. Now, mostly our internet service provider clears it, you know, protects us, and I have right. some protection on my, you know, my computer and so on, and you do too. And so mostly those things bounce off, but there's still a whole, we're still fielding a whole bunch of attacks. So, right. We are clearly unable to deter cyber attacks at a low level. Can we deter cyber attacks at a high level? Well, that's an interesting question. The, despite all the predictions about catastrophe and cyber pearl harbors and so on, we haven't seen them. Right. We haven't seen the right. electric right. grid go down for months at a time uh, over, a, you know, over the entire eastern seaboard. It, well, you know, I used to live in Washington, D.C. I got, you know, I got, I, I, I had, my electric power went out about two days a year. Okay. That ain't great, reli- that is not great right. reliability. And I'm pretty sure there's no cyber attacks no. at all in that. And I can't remember the name of the Pepco. It's like brownouts. That's, that's right. right. Oh. I mean, so I think it's Potomac Edison now, but I'm I'm with you, and I think yeah. there are a lot of DC people who are still experiencing the love. Right. So the 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 issue is is that there you know there's small scale attacks and and, right. and and so on, but maybe you know doing it on a large scale is really is is really hard. Okay. So we don't know right. we don't know why there hasn't been the large scale catastrophe uh, yet. Some people will say, "Well, it's because of deterrence. Uh, we've, you know, some we we threatened other people enough so that they don't dare do it. Well, maybe that's right, uh, but it, it's of course very hard to to, to tell. So I, I think that there, you know, your comment about being able to create large scale destruction uh, with with cyber over a over a long period of time that's an interesting question. I mean, it turns out that that's pretty hard." Uh, right. it, it's hard to do that. You have to you have to assume that there are a couple of key nodes that you can attack and keep down and, 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 and so on. And maybe you know maybe that's a lot harder a process to, to, to do than uh, uh, than people think. Um, I think the answer is people actually don't know how how catastrophic um, uh, it, 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 it could be. Now it's possible to spin out a very variety of scenarios, and I can't disprove them. But you know, because every step you know could be a plausible thing. But whether or not is you know whether or not it's ultimately something to spend a lot of time worrying about is a different question. That's so, true. So how do you then look at protecting nuclear weapons from cyber attack? Really going back to which you, you know the topic of the book essentially. Okay. Really. Yeah. Okay. And so, and, but- and, and why? Why would a nation state want to attack our nuclear arsenal? Well, okay, so you could imagine that the bad guys, nuclear armed nations, people who think that we might use nuclear weapons against them, might want to use cyber attacks to 
inhibit or disable or disrupt or degrade our ability to use nuclear weapons against them. That would be the incentive. Mm-hmm. Right. So, for example, if, if, if our nuclear weapons were arranged in such a way that an adversary could press a button and they would all go down, um, that would be a good thing for them. So that, that, so you could imagine that that's a, that, that that's, uh, you know, that you yes, asked the incentive. incentive. That's the, that, the that's the incentive. Right. Okay. okay. But, but we do, we do not arrange our nuclear weapons like that. We don't, you know, they, you, you can't right. just turn them off. So, you know, when the, the common conception is that you press a button, that the president presses a button and then all of these missiles go, go, <laughs> yeah. go, you know, get launched. Okay. And so the cyber attack problem becomes, how do you turn off that button? Right. How do you cut that button? But that's not mm-hmm. how the process works at all. Okay. The president has to issue an order mm-hmm. and the, the, that order has to be formulated properly and so on. And then it has to be transmitted to the forces, you know, blah, 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 all, all those sorts of things. And there are many steps mm-hmm. along the way. And there are many redundant paths and, 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 and so on to get the orders out. And so all of those places, you know, every one of those to, to suppress nuclear weapons coming from the United States, they have to get all of them. They have, you know, you, you have to, right. Right. you know, four out of five channels right. they, they can suppress. The fifth one gets through. Uh, and, and so right. yeah, that, that's the fundamental principle of that. Um, you know, they could also try to attack the delivery systems, right? So if an airplane is trying to deliver a bomb to, to someplace, if you could shut the plane down, even if you gotten the order to, to go drop it, the plane, you know, the plane doesn't take off, for example. So that's, that's a possibility too. Okay. So in principle, there are all these ways of using computers as a vector for degrading, uh, and disrupting the operation of our nuclear force. You can see how that would be a good thing for an adversary. How do we protect them? Well, that's a very interesting question. One part of the system is what's called the, the command and control system. This is the stuff that gets the orders out mm-hmm. to, the, uh, to, to the forces, uh, from the president to the forces in the field. Okay. So the, nuclear, the, the present day nuclear command and control system uh, is one which, well, for one, it's not connected to the internet. Okay. It's actually really old technology. In fact, it's so old that a lot of people, right. th- that very few people know how to hack it. They don't know how to program it. They don't know how to hack it. They don't know how to get parts <laughs> for it and, and so on. Now, and, and the, the, the protection the, itself. There you this, go. And, and, you know, this is, this is not a, you know, this is, you know, this, this is security because the technology is so old. So I don't Security you know, through obscurity. That's, that's, that's great. And security through obscurity actually does work. I mean, you don't count on it, but it's, it's yeah. better than having security, you know, right. by security. It's one layer of, of, of protection. So, you know, I don't know if you guys are old enough for this. I, I am to know about the eight inch floppy disks. You remember the you remember yes. the soft floppy yes. disk that could. Rachel's bend? kidding. Rachel's twenty two. She has no idea, but I remember <laughs> that. Okay, hilarious. right. Oh, I, the, I you know, do. The, 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 yes. You, you know, you, and and you know, the, the the Air Force has been known to buy parts. I don't know for nuclear command and control. Buy parts on eBay. Okay. So a lot of the technology <laughs> is really old. Okay, and right. it means that people don't you, you can't find a manual for the parts. You know, right. And so on. So all of that helps. Okay. Now. You can't sustain this forever. And so you want to have a new system uh, at some point, which, you know, which, which you're going to uh, assemble. The old system also, by the way, is one where you have point-to-point connections. You have a solution. How do you get a message from point A to point B? 
Okay? And then you build a system for that. And then you build another system to go, get from point C to point D. And then what happens if A wants to talk to D? Okay, and then you, know, you have all go those through B and C. Right, so you have all of those problems. So the plan is now that they want to put, a, put this all on an internet-like network. Now, what I, I, I mean, what I mean by that is just an IP-based network. It's not the internet, mm -hmm. okay, but it's IP-based, right. which means it has the same protocols for communication and so on. And that means that all of the tools that people have built for hacking the internet could, in principle, run on this because mm -hmm. of the same protocols. So right. now what you're relying on right. is not is not the inability of these tools to rely to, to, to run on this separate internet for nuclear command control. Internet like thing. It's not really an internet, but it uses IP. You're relying on keeping people out of that. And that's all. Right. And that's right. that's a reduced layer of protection. You know, you have fewer layers of protection there. So, you know, right. and, and it's probably the right thing to do from a you know conceptually because we understand EIP and 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 it's been debugged for a long time and you know and, and so on. That's probably the right thing to do, but it introduces dangers, and so those are the kinds of dangers that you have to worry about. Then there's the dangers about the, the cybersecurity uh, with regard to the weapons platforms that you're building. Okay? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. You know, all you have to do is look at the, the reports about software and, F and the F-35, which is one of our dual-capable airplanes that we're going to be using to deliver nuclear weapons. Um, and, and, you know, there are all kinds of interesting stories about how the right. thing, you know, the computer would continually reboot and the plane couldn't take off and stuff like that. Okay. Um, those weren't cybersecurity issues, but they point to some issues right. about the quality of the software. I mean, there are millions right. of lines of code in the F-35. And how, how are you going right. to deal with all, all that? So there, there are all kinds of issues like that. And cybersecurity is going to be a big deal. Herb, I mean, while we're kind of talking theoreticals, yep. though, and, I, and I've mentioned this before, Eric will know. Um, I mean, do we need to go a little bit back to the caveman era? Do we just need to unplug from the Internet, like, let's say utilities, right? You want eight-inch right? floppies? I mean, <laughs> I mean, hey, if we need to, right? I mean, it's just, uh, you, if they're not going to invest in the security they need, let's say the utilities, they don't have the money, whatever, what about just going back old school where you take a person to manually well, do everything? I mean, the, the, the problem here, right now I'm in, the, I'm in the market for a high-end refrigerator. You know how hard it is to get a refrigerator that doesn't have Wi-Fi capability? Yeah. I you know how hard it is to get a refrigerator right now? Yes, I understand. Right. Well, that's, 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 that's right. <laughs> right. Due to this chip situation, yeah. you might get one without Wi-Fi temporarily. Well, that's right. but you know, I, mean, I, I, I know I, what you're saying. I, I don't want. I don't want my refrigerator with Wi-Fi. Okay. You know, exactly. you can get you can get electric toothbrushes with Bluetooth connectivity. Just what I wanted. Okay. I, why? why? Right. So there, there's a lot of <laughs> of, of, of uselessness in, in this now. The problem is that it can be justified at every point in the, the, the system. It, the, yes, you can. You, you, Wi-Fi is good for this and good for I mean, sure. Okay, but yeah. on balance, I don't want that capability um, right. because I'm a, but I worry about security. And it's hard to disable. Right. right. That's right. Many oftentimes. That's right. That's right. So right. you talk about going back to, to old school. Well, the the whole point of having technology is that it makes your operations better. And fine. Right. So I'm an advocate of something 
which I think a lot of people think is inherently right, but I'll give you the objection to it also, which is that you want a bells and whistles system that does all the things you want. Right. And you also want a separate backup system that doesn't touch, that does the simple stuff reliably and well. Right. And so that people don't touch that. That's what you want. Okay. And you have to have both systems available for the time. You, you need to have a system that will do all the bells and whistles stuff to do all the optimization and all the new functions and so on. And then you want something that just carries the basic function and they have to be separate. Okay? Yep. But the problem is that that's expensive, right? Uh, you have to build a new system. You're talking about building two systems. Redundancy that's in, right. in aircraft, you're talking weight. That's right. In, that's in right. many that's things, right. That's right. you're talking that's additional good. complexity if one that's breaks. Right. That's right. Training. Yeah, that's I mean, right. yeah, I'm with you. That's right. And how do you deal with that? And, and so the answer is, you know, the right thing to do is to, is to be willing to make that investment. But that if right. that adds, you know, 40% to the cost of upgrading the nuclear command and control system, is anybody going to do it? Right. And, and so that's, that's Herb, the kind Herb, of problem I've been, in, I've been in meetings on commercial products, which is not my background, where you're talking a fraction of a percent in cost increase yeah. to put, you know, some level of cybersecurity capability mm -hmm. into a product. I won't go into details. And organizations don't feel they can do that and remain competitive. That's right. Like Wi-Fi would be interesting, even if 80% don't never connect it to their network. It's a selling feature. It's future yeah. capability. Mm -hmm. It gives the business the the ability to pull marketing content out, mm -hmm. what's in the refrigerator, how often it runs, who right. names it, support, service information, and the like. But cybersecurity, you know, if you add a dollar to a refrigerator, that could be a deal breaker for yes. an organization. Yes, that's right. Right. And, and a whole separate redundant network yeah. or a con command and control network about versus it. a yeah. a nice to have. Hey, I can see the pictures of the food in my in in my system, or you know, order something from the grocery store when my milk goes you know is low. That's a, you're right. It's forty percent, maybe. Right, uh, right, ten I mean, percent. I I didn't say that what I was saying was politically feasible, but intellectually, it's clearly the right thing to do. Right. Was there, I mean, because you're involved in policy and I'm fascinated by policy, you know, and do we need to get to a place where things like this are mandated for businesses or Wi Fi you know, refrigerators? Kind of well, the, you know, the, 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 the you could, well, the, here's, the pro, here's the problem, right? There would be a revolt, commercial revolt by, by Venezuela if you said you cannot include certain functionality. That's ridiculous. Right. You right. can't say that. Don't do right. you know, don't innovate. You can't say you can't tell people that. Okay. But what you so what you have to do is you have to create um, market incentives that pay attention to security as well. Right now all mm -hmm. the incentives are on the feature, you know, more features, more functionality. Right. Right. Okay? right. And this is a problem. Because it's the same old IT argument I was I was illustrating yes, to that exactly. relatively uh, you know new entrant into the market right we're, yes. we're always building more that's right but you have to secure it or I guess you don't have to secure you it don't you have probably to. well should. that's the point you, you don't probably have to should secure. you should but you don't and mostly you'll get away with it right right and most people don't secure things adequately that's right so Rachel right. innovation innovation cybersecurity I, you know I have to. Well, I, I kind of go back to the beginning of social platforms and it was this great idea. No one really understood it. 
you know, and, and then, you know, fast forward 20 years later and we're like, holy cow, they have all my personal information and, you know, stop stalking me because I searched for, you know, a pair of Adidas sneakers. Uh, you know, it's, is there a level of responsibility and in innovation where maybe you need to take a step back, security by design, things like that? You know, you, know, you can't innovate just even, for innovation. Sorry, sake, right? in a, security by design isn't even the issue, okay, to me. A lot yeah. of people say it is, and it's certainly better than right. what we have now, which is build the system and tack on security afterwards. It's exactly. better than that. The right. bolt-on but, approach. Yes, right. Right. But even security by design doesn't solve the problem. Why not? Because mm -hmm. the security people never get to argue with the people who are demanding functionality. Okay. So what happens in practice is they say the, the people who design functionality, who want functionality, say, here's the functionality we want. And then they say to the IT people, security to, to the people, do the best you can on security. There's never a trade-off. If they okay. say that. That's if right. They if they go, to, if they, I mean, they will start. I, I, I believe a lot of in. product. Yeah, the, the product manager for the refrigerator you may be buying probably said we must have Wi-Fi because our three nearest high-end yeah. competitors exactly. do. Exactly. We're putting Wi-Fi in exactly. here, and I would be willing to bet at least a nickel they never talked to anybody and said, "How do we secure this?" That's right. Or because I've seen right. these devices come out. That's right. That's right. And whether or not it's worth, whether or not the security cost is worth it. What you have to have is somebody in the security business in the C-suite who's arguing right. to say this is this the risks of this are too high. Now, of course, right. what this means is that the security person has to know something about the business, right? right? And right. the C, the, the, C, the other C-suite people have to know something about security. And how many times does this happen? Right. So that's right. the problem. Rachel, to your uh, your comment from a couple weeks ago on the show, do we need to hire a business person who can bridge that gap? Herb, my argument was absolutely not. That's ridiculous. Everybody should be thinking about how they bridge that gap in every role. They, they should be. Right. They, they, they absolutely should be. Whether or not they will, that's a different question. And so well, hiring, this, hiring this one person <laughs> may be better than nothing. It's not the optimal way to right. do it. but Yeah. So, so I'm going to ask the question Rachel uh, hasn't asked you yet. How are innovation and cybersecurity opposites? Or why are they opposites is maybe the better question. Because innovation demands complexity. And complexity means less security. So, And we'll, we'll take that innovation. We'll take new capabilities and features. Right. That's, right. Over that, that's what Silicon Valley is built on. Right. So how do you how do you put a thumb on the scale on the other side? My answer to that, uh, unfortunately, is a very unpopular thing among uh, 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 among my you know Silicon Valley friends. Is you have to impose some sort of liability on them that that says that mm -hmm. if there are security problems, uh, that you know you, you have to be responsible for them in some way. We could argue about the nature of okay. the liability. Um, how much does it have limits? Mm -hmm. Under what circumstances? Blah 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 blah. But you can have the fundamental point is they have to be responsible. They they have to find some way of holding the firms accountable for it, uh, the, right. in a way that doesn't impose outside regulation that says you must have this feature or you must not have that feature. That you can't sustain. But I I thought you were going down the regulatory or compliance route 
until you said that. I know. I can't. I can't. Uh, the, I in the end, the problem is that cybersecurity is so complex that the that the regulation, the direct regulation, you must have twenty five character passwords or whatever it is that you're going to mandate yeah. uh, is not is not sustainable. You're always going to be behind. Right. You need to be in the right. you need to be in the marketplace to be affecting this. Right. So what about regulatory, and I, I have no idea how you would even construct this, how you would write it, but what about regulatory controls that say you must do X amount, regardless, not specifying technology, but to protect your customers, or or there is a liability on you, we'll stick with the product manufacturer, we'll stick with refrigerators. As a as a product manufacturer, there's a, there's a liability component to this, if you put a device out that becomes compromised. Yes. I mean, the, no the liability, the liability. I mean, to some extent. I, I, right? I, and if yeah. you're going to tell me that regulation, that if you count, uh, if you include liability as part of a regulatory apparatus, then I'm willing to say fine. It almost has, almost mm -hmm. has to be on that liability side. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like yeah. as we're seeing liability starting to get pushed to gun makers and things uh -huh. like that. Well, they didn't do anything wrongness. I don't want to get too political here, but you know, you know, but, but they're liable for the product they created and any harm that may come of it. You'd almost do the same thing with a refrigerator. That's right. That's the, that, that yeah. something along those lines. Now, as I say, we could debate the, we can debate the contours of, uh, we can debate how much liability and under what circumstances and the nature of it and all that sort of stuff. And I'm happy to engage right. in that debate. But first I want to establish the principle that they are in fact liable. Uh, they are, they have responsibility and they need to have, yes. take some responsibility in the marketplace for lack of attention to cybersecurity. Agreed. So Rachel, would you agree that innovation outruns security every day of the week? Outrun security? Well, so, you know, it, it gets weighted more heavily and people will choose innovation over security. Always. Yeah, okay. Always. It's Her bigger, better, faster, right? I mean, to, yeah. to Herb's point, it's always going to, and then we'll just, we'll figure it out as we go, right? I mean, I think that's kind of the prevailing thought and, uh, you know, but we don't want to stymie innovation, apparently, but sometimes I just wonder, maybe you have to go back to the Stone Age a little bit. I. I kind of like it. My grandmother's house where I'm staying, she has no call waiting. So if I want to call and talk to my mom, nobody is beeping in. It's kind of nice. Don't you have a there, cell there, phone? There is a, you, you, I have two cell phones, but yes. And don't they <laughs> ring even if you're on the phone? <laughs> no, I have them on Do Not Disturb. There's an old but, saying, yeah. <laughs> um, which I, I, I wish that people would pay more attention to, which says something like, there are three roads to ruin. Sex is the most fun. Alcohol is the fastest. Technology is the most certain. And people ought to internalize that. Nice. And we've had alcohol and sex since the beginning of time. That's right. Well, I guess we've had, I guess we've had technology. If you too, think right. about things like fire and harnessing yeah. water right. and everything right. else, right. we've right. had that also. Right. <laughs> Rachel's writing down show notes right there. <laughs> Anytime you mention sex and alcohol, it's, it's guaranteed to be in the show. I got the, that's why I got the pen. Always at the reading. Huh. So, so where do we go? I, like, what yeah. do we do? My sense of it is that we have to find some social consensus that the, you have to hold the, 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 the technology firms accountable for harms right. that they were reasonably foreseeable. And then you could argue about what's reasonably foreseeable. I'm happy to get engaged in that argument. Mm -hmm. Other people, you and, you and I will have different views on that. That's okay. 
But I want to establish the principle that under some circumstances, you ought to have the technology companies uh, and the users of technologies ought to have some responsibility for providing yeah. for, for providing uh, a safer and, and more secure cyberspace. Yeah, I agree with you. And and the older I get, the more I, the more time I spend in the industry, the more I see alternate mechanisms to deal with cybersecurity problems. Diplomacy. You know, we had we were we had a show on cryptocurrency um, a couple months ago, I guess. And you know, the role of the SEC and and financial components to it. What I find is people who have not been in the industry very long or really work on the products. They just want to make better and better, better products every time. But I, right. I do think this is a multifaceted, um, so, you know, societal problem. It's not just, you know, the defender's technology can catch up or try to catch up with the, with, with the offensive side. It's, it's got to be a whole of world problem. Yes, I think that I, I, I think that's right. I mean, what's interesting is that a lot of people talk about this as it, they, they say it has to be a whole of government problem. No, it's a whole of society problem. Well, right. well, exactly. Right. And society, not just the American or the Chinese or the European society, the world society. What is exactly. it almost goes back to the mutually assured destruction mm -hmm. concept. Except it's now the whole world instead of Russia and the U.S. That's right. It, 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 it says that I'm not sure destruction mm -hmm. is the idea, but the fact it's that we all, have, we all have a stake in it. That's right. Everybody yes. has a stake in it. That's absolutely. that's absolutely right. Yeah, but will you ever get the world? I mean, it was hard enough in the Cold War to that's get two right. superpowers that, 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 right. to agree not to to end the world. That's will right. you ever right. get the whole of the world to come together? How do you do it is probably the better question. That's, I think that's How do you get the whole of the world together to, to say, we are doing this for global society? That's right. And right. I think that's really tough. That's great. Rachel, does it take Those a- some hard questions here. Does it, does it take a catastrophic event or does that not even matter? Well, I mean, we look at kind of what's going on in Ukraine and kind of the global response of how it's come together. I mean, it's- you characterize that as a catastrophic event, then it, it could show some interesting indicators. And we got most of the uh, world, I guess. One would hate for it to come to that, right? I mean, it's you don't want it to come to that. Um, but as we know with cyber, right, uh, you know, typically the response or the investment comes after there's been a significant event. Yeah. Unfortunately. All right. Herb, thoughts? Cyber UN. Well, as we're I mean, the up idea, here. yeah, the the idea that there's a you know every cybersecurity study that I've ever been a part of has has wound up at this point of saying, well, we we need a really catastrophic uh, event to uh, to catalyze action. Um, I'm not even I'm no longer even convinced of that. I mean, I, I used to believe that, and, right. and it, to me, if we haven't seen it already, then I, I think that people. I, I, I'm very pessimistic about people actually taking any action. I think this idea of, of yeah, more right. and better uh, technology is is, uh, is way right. too powerful. In, in, in. Is it I agree with you. I mean, for the last decade plus, people just buy technology because it's kind of they feel it's their job. That's right. It helps them get a new job, whether it's That's effective right. or right. not. Right. Right. We just deployed whatever right. the latest cybersecurity widget is, the, you know, high speed, right. Right. low drag, very exciting widget. I can now go to a bigger company and say, hey, I just did this here. Right. I'll do it for you and make more money. Right. The incentives are right. all misaligned. Right. Right. 
I mean, I, I would like to see in addition to, you know, I, I'm not sure I actually believe what I'm about to say, but you could see some benefits to it. Maybe there ought to be in the C-suite a chief Luddite officer. <laughs> right? I right? love so, this. So, I somebody love who, this. whose job is to say, no, we shouldn't get that. We shouldn't do this technology. I have to have a good, a good and structured you know, argument as to why we shouldn't go down that path. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. It's not an original concept, but, uh, you know, but, but you, you get the idea, right? You want somebody who is, Absolutely. you need people who are technology skeptic. Right. I mean, I, I have a PhD in physics from MIT. People say to me, how can you have a PhD in physics from MIT and still be skeptical about technology? And I look at them and I say, wait a minute, how can you have a PhD in physics from MIT and not be skeptical about technology? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm the same way. I mean, pick your technology. It can be right. used for good right. or for harm. Yes, that's right. That's right. That's right. I mean, that's something right. as simple as that's water right. or fire. That's right. Which we've talked about on the show. That's right. So I'm with you. That's right. I'm with well, you, Herb. That's right. Well, there you go. I think you can understand it better if you're more if you're more uh, well educated. And you can understand if you're educated how to screw on the topics. Up. Yes. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I like that chief Luddite officer. Yeah, you applying, Rachel? <laughs> I, We're bringing I the eight-inch floppy Eric. back. You might as well bring the five oh, and a quarter yeah. and three and a half while you're at it. And don't forget the zip drives. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's roll it back. Roll it back all the way back, my friend. Uh, yeah. For, for answering machines, you know, we saw pay phones, all the Microfiche, you're ready to go? Oh, I miss the microfish days. Herb, she's Very ready. Handy. All what, right. a, what a fascinating discussion today. <laughs> this has been outstanding. This is exciting. I know. Herb, I have more questions now than, than answers, but not that I had a lot of answers before. But we, yeah, we this has been talk great. Talk some more if you like, but this is, I, I've enjoyed it too. Yeah. would love to have you back on again for sure because there's so much to unpack here. And uh, any other books in the works? In the works, but I've been procrastinating on all of them. So, you know, a lot of, you know, things like Ukraine happen. So, <laughs> right. A little well, distraction. Yeah. Little distraction, exactly. Wow, I look forward to reading your book. I've already ordered it on Amazon, and uh, I think after we read it, we should have her back on and have some even more in depth conversations on cyber threats and nuclear weapons. Done, Rachel. I have one last question yeah. if you'll give me the time. Absolutely, okay, Herb. How are you thinking about the Wi Fi refrigerator? I mean, where are you going there? I mean, <laughs> how far have you gotten? I don't need a brand name, but like, how are you thinking through that process at this point? The, my first, my, my first concern is that I want to be able to get it without the Wi-Fi. The second okay. is I want to be able yep. to turn it off. That's going to be that's easy. Okay. But it's, I, I haven't right. given up yet on getting the on, on on not having the functionality in there at all. So I, I just hooked an electric it. vehicle charger up at my house that requires Wi-Fi. Right, so they can do meter monitoring. Right. I get I get discounts on my electric, and I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. So I, I hook it up on a separate network. Okay, well that's I mean, right, you, right, so that it doesn't affect the rest of your house. Yes, uh, those, all those things are good things to do. But uh, at least you're thinking. But about it's it. got to be on a password protected network. It's got to be on this type of it, network. Yes, it's a pain. It gets closer and closer to my home devices and network and system yes, every a, time. It, and, it, and they're just forcing me in a direction right. that Rachel would not want me to go in her new role. That, that, that's right. That's, <laughs> that's right. That, that's, that's right. I mean, somebody once said it that, that I, can't, I can't remember who it was. Um, that, that, that the major problem, the chief, uh, the, the, the most important source of problems is solutions. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. right? I may use that in my next meeting when the CFO is banging on my head. All right. 
<laughs> anyway, thank you for the time today. This has been fascinating. Rachel, do you want to take us out? Yes, I sure will. Well, once again, thank you so much, Herb, for joining us. This has been a wonderful Monday morning conversation. Um, and to all of our listeners out there, thank you so much for joining us yet again. Um, and as always, don't forget to smash, smash, smash the subscription button. Uh, subscription button, easy for me to say. And then you get a fresh, very fresh, piping hot episode delivered to your email inbox every Tuesday. So until next time, Eric, want to tell them, stay safe. Oh yeah, I forgot my line, sorry. Stay safe. Thanks for joining us on the To The Point Cybersecurity Podcast, brought to you by Forcepoint. For more information and show notes from today's episode, please visit www.forcepoint.com slash govpodcast. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. 